0: Smoking cessation is a billion-dollar industry, but does it work? You are listening to ReachMD XM two thirty-three, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinicians Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Dr. Stephen Schroeder, distinguished professor of health and healthcare at the Department of Medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. Dr. Schroeder is the director of the Smoking Cessation Leadership Center and former president and CEO of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Welcome to the show, Dr. Schroeder.
1: Thanks, Laurie. It's good to be with you.
0: Do smokers really want to quit, or are they just kind of uh, forced into quitting?
1: That's a deceptively simple question. About 70% of smokers say that they want to quit, but it is a very addictive habit, and so most of them find it easier to say than to quit. Uh, spontaneous rates of quitting are only 2.5%. That's the bad news. The good news is that now there are more ex-smokers than current smokers. That so good news. stay with it.
0: What is so great about nicotine? What is nicotine actually doing in the brain?
1: Nicotine gets to your brain very quickly after you puff a cigarette, and it sits on nicotine receptors in the brain, which release dopamine, which make you feel good. And so that's the good part about smoking. The bad part of smoking is when you, when you try to stop Those receptors say, give us more nicotine. And if you look on imaging at the brains of smokers versus non-smokers, there's an uptake of receptors. So the smoker has many more nicotine receptors in his brain, and those receptors get hungry. They say, feed me more nicotine.
0: Why does our brain have nicotine receptors?
1: That's a good question. So what evolutionary plus is there? I don't really know, but there are other receptors in the brain for cocaine, for heroin, for alcohol, for chocolate. There must be some evolutionary advantage from doing that. It may be that in the great hunt for deer or tigers or bear, uh, nicotine made you concentrate better.
0: So there are some benefits of nicotine. We've demonized nicotine, but I, I like to kind of separate the difference between nicotine and cigarettes.
1: Well, the only thing that I know of medically that nicotine makes better is ulcerative colitis.
0: Right. When they quit smoking, they flare up.
1: It can flare up. Also, there are a number of people with chronic mental illness who, it is said, Mm self-medicate. The science on that is probably not as good as one would like, but certainly uh, on an anecdotal basis, people like it. And if you go to an AA meeting... Apparently, in everybody of them, that smokes. Everybody, the air is thick with smoke.
0: And schizophrenics all smoke like three packs a day.
1: And they smoke at a much higher rate. They smoke many more packs, and they smoke that cigarette right down to the butt.
0: What's the average person doing out there when they want to quit? Let's say they're going cold turkey. How many people do that, and how successful is that?
1: So, most people who want to quit do a cold turkey. They're. Success rate isn't very great, but because there's so many more of them who try it that way, probably the greatest number of quitters are people who've done a cold turkey. But the spontaneous rate of quitting is 25 or 3%, and those numbers go up um, with uh, extra help.
0: If I was a smoker, I would, you know, as a physician, I would think, okay, well, I need the nicotine, so why not continue with my nicotine just with either a patch or inhaling it and get rid of all of the other nasty chemicals.
1: So the most important thing I'm going to say on this phone call is that nicotine does not cause cancer. Nicotine does not cause cancer. And so the choice between staying on a patch or a gum much longer than the FDA says, which is usually, say, two to three months, is so much better than staying smoking. It would be great. But most people who use nicotine replacement therapy are able to get off it.
0: I'm wondering, since nicotine has such euphoric benefits, was it ever studied or did they ever study nicotine patches in treating depressions?
1: It doesn't seem to work. What happens, of course, is that smoking gives you a jolt Mm -hmm. and the patches and the gum and even the uh, inhalers don't give you quite as high of a spike. Um, So what they tend to do is take the cravings off so that you're not missing smoking. And then if you smoke on top of the patch, you don't get quite the buzz because the nicotine receptors in the brain are already partly uh, occupied.
0: All right, let's move into the different ways that we have available to actually stop smoking. Okay. As you know, there are numerous, numerous ways to do it. Do you have a favorite?
1: Well, let me just start, start with this sort of overall view. There are four responses to a patient who smokes. One is, I don't have time. Unacceptable. The other three are okay to do. The first is, be an expert. The second is have systems in your practice or your hospital where you can send the patient. And the third is send the patient to the National Telephone Quit Line, which is 1-800-QUIT-NOW, where you'll get connected with a counselor. So that's the overall thing.
0: It is important to have some sort of counselor helping you quit a addictive drug. So what kind of relationship is available on that quit line? Is that a one-to-one person that you can talk to anytime you need them?
1: Okay, quit lines are smoking cessation's best kept secret. They have them in every state, and the 1-800-QUIT-NOW number will route you to the state quit line in in your state. They vary in terms of, of hours, but um, basically, if you, Larry, are calling me as a quit line counselor, I will take your history, sometimes I'll talk to you for as many as 30 or 40 minutes, figure out why you smoke, have you tried smoking previously, talk about all the cues that get you to smoke, try to see if you can change your life circumstances, and then maybe come up with a pharmacologic strategy. In some states, I can actually send you vouchers to or fax vouchers to your doctor for the drug that I think might work best, or otherwise I might say you ought to go see your doctor and try nicotine gum or the patch or one of the centrally active agents. So uh, they're terrific, and they've been studied very well, and they, d- they definitely raise the, uh, the quit rate. There are two sort of negative things about them. One is that people don't know about them. I never heard about it. You've never heard about them? <laughs> never. Wow. Never. So in California, only about 4% of smokers know about the California line, which is a terrific line with a wonderful tag number, uh, 1-800-NO-BUTTS, B-U-T-T-S. And yet, those who who call them like them. The second um, limit to them is many of them then are not able to get you the drugs, so they'll have to send you back to your doctor.
0: If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinicians Roundtable on XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. I'm talking today with Dr. Stephen Schroeder, expert in smoking cessation. We just talked about quit lines, and I'd like to talk about. Drugs that help people quit.
1: So there are five different forms of nicotine replacement therapy. Three are over-the-counter, so you don't need a prescription to to get them. And those are the gum, which came out first, the patch, which is probably a mainstay and used to come in multiple doses. Now I think it comes in in two doses. Um, And the lozenge. Then there are two forms of inhaled nicotine. One is nasal and one is oral, although the oral doesn't work like a bronchodilator. It's absorbed really in the pharynx. Different people like different versions of those, and so my counsel would be if you're going to try those, do them on a trial and and error basis.
0: What are the downsides to any of those? I mean, is sticking it up your nose, does it burn? Does breathing in in burn?
1: Yeah, sticking up your nose can cause you to sneeze. So if you're driving a big semi-truck, that's not so good. It can cause an irritation, might make asthma worse. The lozenge can give you some GI symptoms. The gum wreaks havoc on old mouths like mine that have lots of dental repair, but fortunately most smokers are younger and they grew up in the fluoride era, so that's not such a big deal. The patch can cause a local dermatitis, but if you rotate it and if you use a little uh, steroid ointment, that'll get better. So, in generally, these are quite well tolerated.
0: And what is the effectiveness in terms of their uh, quit rates?
1: It goes up. If the normal quit rate in cold turkey is 25 or 3%, the quit rates can be 5, 10, 15%. Depends also on whether you couple it then with good counseling because counseling by itself also increases quit rates. And just having the doctor or the nurse or the pharmacist say, Mr. Jones, uh, I think you ought to quit, here's the reasons why, can double the quit rate. So the doctor is the treatment. If you miss the opportunity to help a smoker quit, you have done that smoker a real disservice.
0: I have found by doing spirometry on my smokers, it gives a nice little lung age, and it usually is... Usually shows a 21-year-old to have a 66-year-old lung age, and that kind of scares the hell out of them.
1: There's something else you can do too during the office visit, and that is there's a little handheld monitor that if you exhale into it, it can get your carbon monoxide parts per million. And normally it'll be zero one two with a smoker, it can be twenty thirty forty, and that's a nice thing actually to have them do and watch it titrate down. The machine I think is a couple hundred dollars, and it's very durable. So I would urge people to get one of those. I don't have any patents or stake in right, the, in the machine. Right,
0: not a stockholder. Nope. What about when we uh, start combining methods? Let's say we combine a patch and some of the newer pharmacotherapies.
1: Okay, so there are two other pharmacotherapies that are recommended by the FDA. One is something which is called bupropion or Welbutrin or Zyban. Uh, This is an antidepressive that was found sort of serendipitously to reduce the urge that uh, the many patients who have a depression and smoke had for cigarettes. This is often very effective in combination with nicotine replacement therapy. By the way, I should say that many people who really see a lot of smokers go beyond the FDA recommendations for things like the nicotine patch. We have a prominent doctor here at UC San Francisco who was a big-time smoker, uh, and it took him three patches plus the gum to be able to stop. He was a -a three-pack-a-day smoker, and now he goes around like a Johnny Appleseed Mm -hmm. sort of advocating for this. A more recent drug has come on the market with the name of Varenicline. The uh, trade name is Chantix by Pfizer. just came on last year, and I understand they're going to go direct-to-consumer marketing pretty soon. So that uh, I think next month, maybe. So your patients may be actually coming in saying, I heard this on television. This is a targeted drug. It actually is designed to sit on the nicotine receptors in the smoker's brain. And it does two things. One is it makes them crave the nicotine less, so it takes away that craving. And the second, if they smoke while they're on it, they don't get the kind of a buzz. What we don't know yet is whether you can combine this drug with other drugs, such as nicotine replacement or Zyban. And we also don't know whether it works in the many patients who have psychiatric illnesses who also smoke.
0: So the jury's out on Chantix.
1: Well, the trials are very impressive. There were trials in last summer's JAMA which showed that the rates actually were higher than any other drug. The cautionary note is that these patients also had quite intensive counseling, but the drug reactions were small, didn't look like anything was was serious. So a lot of people are excited at this. And there are really two basic good good news about this this new drug. One is it's nice to have a new drug. And secondly, if Pfizer is going to market this, It's going to impel many. Exactly, many more smokers are going to say, "Maybe it's time for me me to quit."
0: Last question, Doctor Schroeder: Laser acupuncture,
1: hypnotherapy, acupuncture— a lot of different things are used to treat smoking. Some people have quit from them. But the science hasn't held up. So these are not an approved, recommended, evidence-based treatment. On the other hand, if If it works, do it.
0: Right. On that note, I'd like to thank our guest, Stephen Schroeder, very much for joining us today. I'm Dr. Larry Kaskill, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.